Starting during childhood, sports are separated by two genders, girls and boys. Why does this divide exist? Why are competitive abilities determined by the bow in your hair or the testosterone in your veins? What if both genders could just play together? Well, today's guest did just that. From playing on a team with all boys to playing a sport deemed as a man's game, these three women gained an edge early on. Listen to find out how childhood experiences playing on boys' teams influence the lives and athletic careers of these female student athletes. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Bench. This is your host, Jules Makia, with three wonderful guests, Brianna Pinto, Madison Wiltrout, and Tori Hansen. I'm so excited to have the three of you on, um, and today we're going to be talking about their unique experience of playing sports with boys. So thanks, guys. If all of you want to give a quick introduction about yourself, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I can go first. Um, my name is Brianna Pinto. I'm from Durham, North Carolina. Um, I'm currently a junior on the UNC women's soccer team and also a midfielder. Um, I'm majoring in business administration and um, to get to where I am today, I played soccer with the boys and it was um, some of the most rewarding experiences I've had in my lifetime. I'm Tori Hansen. I'm also on the women's soccer team and I am a midfielder. I am a sophomore and I'm majoring in sports admin and I'm very excited to be here. Um, I'm Madison Wiltrout. Um, I'm a senior. Uh, I'm a javelin thrower here at UNC. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I grew up playing baseball with the boys. Okay, awesome. So yeah, everyone today has a really similar kind of background experience playing their respective sports or a sport with boys growing up. So my first question right off the bat um, is one for all of you. What made you want to play with the boys or like how did that situation kind of play out? Like how did you end up playing with boys? I have two brothers, one older, one younger, um, so playing with the boys wasn't something like foreign to me. Um, I've always grown up having to hold my own um, and, and assert myself, and I think it's played a huge role into my character today. Um, but I think my dad um, presented the idea of switching to the boys' side of youth soccer because he felt like it would be a good way to um, increase my speed of play and then also deal with uh, more physicality. Uh, because he wanted me to continue to develop as quickly as possible. And um, this experience was great because I have made lifelong friends and um, they embraced me um, even better than I thought they would have. And it was just amazing that I could um, step into an environment where I'm a minority, both in terms of race and gender. So um, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, kind of similar with me. I also have an older brother. So I also grew up playing with boys all the time but um, I started out playing with boys, so I think that had a lot to do with my parents just kind of putting me in there, and then um, I fit in pretty well, so they kept me there. I'm the same, actually. I had an bro older brother. Um, he played baseball, so um, I kind of grew up around that, but uh, I started out with softball, and um, they were, the, just the speed was totally different, um, a lot slower, uh, and then the girls, it was like the atmosphere was so like um, just very, very giddy. And, and they weren't like, you know, they were out picking flowers in the in the grass and <laughs> uh, weren't focused on the game. Um, so I think competitively, 
uh, switching to the boys was the right decision because um, I just wanted to get better. Yeah. So the next question is more about when did you have to switch back to playing with girls? Was it a choice you were forced to make or was it a choice that you wanted to make? Um, for me, I actually was on a boys and girls team when I had to make the transition. Um, it technically wasn't allowed. And then one of the boys' parents called because I was playing on two teams. So then I was forced to make a decision. But my dad actually had to make a decision because I was probably too young to completely understand which team I should be on. So then I ended up having to start playing with the girls. Yeah, for me, I was 13, and I was just, like, starting to get weird, because um, obviously we were um, kind of going through puberty, and uh, I don't know, like, it was to the point where we would have, like, overnight trips, and um, it was just, like, it would be better for me to go back to the girls and be around other people my own age, and um, just relate with them in that sense. I personally had to. Um, I was in AAU baseball at the time. And I was going into uh, high school, um, so my high school team wouldn't allow me to play. So I had to switch to softball, and um, I actually did not play for my softball high school team. I did AAU softball. Um, so it was a huge transition for me because um, the game at that time, you know, the boys are playing much faster. Uh, so going to the girls, it was a lot, um, and that's why I eventually stopped playing uh in general and switched to track <laughs> um I have a couple like follow-up questions for Tori and Madison so Tori did your dad ever like kind of tell you like what happened in the phone call or were they like upset that a parent made that call in the first place like um I didn't really get the full gist of it all because I was also like 10 years old at the time so my dad wasn't didn't really want to put that into my head but um I just remember when he told me, I was so upset that he made me go play with the girls. I wanted to stay on the boys' team and continue playing with them. So then for the rest of the boys' season, I had to be a coach and couldn't play. So, And then, Madison, my question for you was, what were your like feelings when you found out like you weren't allowed to play baseball anymore? Um, yeah, so my feelings, they were shocked because um, I expected that everything would be okay, you know, um, that age. Um, but generally I was, I was really confused where to go. Cause like, I didn't like softball from the start. Um, so I figured, I was like, am I going to have to quit? Am I going to have to go to another sport? You know, um, it was a lot of decision-making. Um, but it also kind of ticked me off at the same time. Uh, just a lot of emotions. Um, I was mad cause all the, my AAU teammates were basically, my high school like friends and they were gonna be playing baseball um so I was like why can't I play with them like I already do you know it was just the laws of the high school um so that definitely had me mad were you frustrated because you're like it's not actually the same yeah yeah it was to me it's unfair for all the girls um with that because I have a feeling like I feel like if you you're willing to work hard and you can be successful at their level um why not do it I don't I don't feel like laws should like of the high school should um, determine your ability. Um, and I feel like that's what it did because I was right at, the, right at the level. I was the starting pitcher at the time. So um, it definitely was unfair. And I think it's unfair for a lot of girls right now. Um, I think that's a really interesting perspective. And honestly, I didn't know that it kind of made you shift to track and field, but 
clearly it worked to your <laughs> it worked to your interest in the end, but it's still unfortunate that something you love was was taken away from you. So another question I had was Brianna, you spoke about like how positive your experience was. Um, and I think it's a really interesting contrast because um, Tori and Madison kind of talk about how they were like really bummed and it was taken away from them. And, you know, um, in some ways they were pushed out. Tori had the, the parent call and then Madison was pushed out by the rules. Um, I, I would love to hear about like the positive experience you had. Like, did you feel welcomed by both the players and parents or did you ever face any sort of backlash? I'd say the parents and the teammates were all super supportive. Um, I think it helps when... Um, the girl obviously has a lot of success on the team because like, obviously everybody's interested in winning. Um, but no, I loved it because, um, I don't know. They, I think they just embrace like having somebody different around them every day. Um, it, it was, I just remember like when they would tell me they'd have, um, crushes on the girls that I used to play with. I'd be like, Oh, I can tell them for you. Haha. Um, but I thought it was just like, so, so fun. Um, because we, just had a we just had a ball together and we had a lot of respect for one another and we got better and they treated me as no different they competed against me and they made me better and um for that I'm extremely thankful um and in terms of the parents like I would go um hang out with them um we played video games um on our free time and we'd travel together and um they just made me feel like I was one of their own kids and um that was just super super um nice to see um in terms of like other parents though um there were tournaments where parents would say some insensitive things like I went to a tournament in Winston-Salem and one of the parents was really upset because I had scored a couple goals and um I was like guarding um his son and he was like well how are you gonna let that black girl beat you Uh, and he said it out loud while I was right there and I just like kind of looked and I was just like what did he mean by that? I just, I think I kind of internalized it because I still think about it today. Like why somebody would say that, like, why is it important that I'm a girl? And then why is it important that I'm black? You know? So, um, like we're all here to play the same game. Um, we're competing against one another. Like it shouldn't matter like who I am, you know? So, um, that was challenging and that was towards the end of where I, um, made my transition back to, uh, the women's side of the game. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, that like for the most part, with the exception of that story that you shared, like that you had such a positive experience. And I was wondering, like, overall, like, did you guys all enjoy your experiences playing with boys? And then do you, um, think it gave you any sort of like, you know, edge or like different perspective on your, on your sport, uh, when you return to the girl side? Um, I think like at a younger age, I feel like boys are a lot more rough and competitive and um like feisty and I think that definitely gave me an edge coming back with girls like um just being used to that competitiveness and the grit and um bringing that back into playing with girls to add on to that um the players I looked up to were men's players um I wanted to be like Andre Siniesta who played um, for Barcelona at the height of his career. Um, that's who I modeled my game after. I, I wear number eight because of him. Um, and because my teammates were supporting big-time men's clubs, I did too. Um, obviously, my brothers are huge um, supporters of the EPL, La Liga, and so on. But um, I think that crafted my mindset of like who I wanted to be and like how I wanted to craft my game. And um, that's no disrespect to... Um, the successful women's soccer players because I think they're amazing in their own right and they bring so much to the game and have helped um, build it it build it up to where it is today 
Um, and I'm extremely appreciative of all the efforts they've made to essentially trailblaze in our sport. And they've given us all the resources to have success, um, especially at the international level for Tori and I. And um, I'm really, really grateful for um, every everything that went into um, building the game of soccer um, for young Americans like me. I 100% agree with you. Um, coming back into softball, I was it was a whole different atmosphere. Um, I felt like I was on like 10 speed compared to their two speed. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I wanted things done, you know, I was like, all right, let's go, let's keep going. Um, they're like, no, we're just going to chill. You know, it was, it was a whole different, different atmosphere. And, um, I think coming into track and everything, it definitely, definitely shaped me. Um, because, you know, it's, their mindset is just different, um, in different ways. Um, but like they, like men, when, like, like Tori said, when they're younger, they're just feistier and, like the girls are worried about like what they look like and you know all that stuff that uh, plays into it and um, I feel like I just like what I want to say is to women um, I feel like you can be uh, beautiful and um, strong at the same time and playing with the boys that really showed me uh, that you can be that so yeah no I think that's a super interesting thing to say and I, I totally agree that kind of brings me to my next question of um kind of talking about like the socialization of genders and like how that plays into sport like something I always think about like you know you guys say you played with boys like there are girls that are you know competitive and want to play and like I think it's interesting how we see how genders are socialized and like that's put into sport you know like again with different sports like women can play baseball but for some reason you know we have that divide there's softball and then there's baseball and then like I know within track and field there's different events Um, And some events that are done by men are still not done by women, like the decathlon. Like, who says a woman couldn't do that, you know? So I wanted to see if you guys had any thoughts there about, like, how you saw um, the socialization of gender, like, play into sport. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think Anson's done a great job cultivating an environment where he um, embraces competition within our women athletes. And, Tori, you might be able to attest to this as well, but um, he brings all of our unique qualities together and... Um, kind of forces us to see where we are, see where we can get better, because I think we all have that inner drive to want to excel. And when we see where we are, that like kind of motivates us to um, address whatever it may be so that we can become better. Um, And I think this competition also um, facilitates like a team environment where we trust in one another. Because if we're very honest and um, have a foundation of accountability, I think that's when our team can see the most success. So, Tori, I, like, I don't know if you wanted to add to that, but um, I think that has played a huge role in how I see myself as a female athlete. And it's um, been extremely empowering for me. Yeah, um, growing up um, playing with the boys, like I said, the, the girls were always expected to be out there looking prissy with their pigtails and, you know, their braids coming out of their ball cap hats and all that. Um, and me, I did not do any of that stuff. Um, I was there to win. And um, with the guys, it was that atmosphere. Um, and that's why, like, my advice is you can be strong and beautiful at the same time. Because um, a lot of the parents, like, they think you need, like, a bow in your hair or all this small stuff um, to make you look, like, prissy and girly. And um, I think you are girly. I mean, why why aren't you if you're playing with a boy, you know? You're just out there. You're both competing um, to win. Like, it's not about your gender or, um, like, if you're beautiful or 
all that stuff. It's you want to win, right? You want to get better. Um, and I feel like today that's not um, the focus of many uh, young, young, like growing up to be better at their sport um, and the culture of today. You know, it's all uh, how you look and how you perceive yourself. Um, and I say just show yourself uh, for who you are, not um, who you want other people to think you are. So, yeah. So that like kind of leads into my next question. I think it's interesting that you know, at a really young age, they divide us by gender when, you know, pre-puberty, there's not much difference between, you know, little girls and little boys. So do you guys think um, it's necessary to divide sports by gender, especially like when you're younger? Madison touched on it a little bit. I just don't think there should be any like legislation or rules that like girls can't play with boys. Like I think just creating Creating the divide stifles so much talent, and I think um, women have every every chance to be great athletes that are well-respected in the sports world, but um, if we kind of stifle their development, like that hurts us as a society, and I think um, we want to empower those young female athletes to be the best, ver- best version of themselves so that they can one day... Um, go on the world stage to represent whatever sport it is that they play. Um, And if it requires training with boys to get that competitive edge and to become a little bit better, like, so be it. That should be an opportunity for them. Um, And they should be embraced as such because they are an athlete who loves a good game just as much as anybody else. So um, I just hope that more uh, female athletes have the chance to do that. I agree with you, Brianna. Um, I think it should be a choice. Uh, I don't think, like I said, the law should divide um, me from not playing high school. Um, I think it should be up to the athlete, uh, but how they're going to go at that, I don't know. You know, um, that should be up for discussion, but uh, I don't think there should be something telling you that you cannot do it because then eventually in your head, you're like, well, was I not good enough to play with the boys? Or um, like, what was it about me? You know, you, uh, you question it. And I think there's enough in the world that women already question. So um, I think nothing should tell you you can't, you can't do something. Yeah, no, those were all awesome answers. And um, this question is kind of goes along with that. Um, it's one of the ones I have prepared for today. But how much of competition is divided, uh, divided by gender is a good thing versus a bad thing? Um, do you think the separation is because of biological differences or because of cultural stigmas? Um, I think that there's a lot of um, cultural stigmas, like that men should be the masculine ones, super strong, should be be kind of like the savior in a sense, like the strong jock is the one who gets all the praise um, at high school sports, but um, I mean, at least in my high school, we used to get great numbers for high school soccer and all of our friends would come out to support us, and I think it was a really, really great event because so many people enjoyed just being there, being a part of um the experience and I think when you support um women's athletics like there are so many great things to come from it um and we've seen that here at our at the University of North Carolina where so many of our different sports are um, revered in such a positive light and I think um when we support it at the collegiate level that's how we build the platform for the professional level so that um, women's sports can eventually become a viable source of income or a viable career path for more athletes in the future. I um I personally think the stigma is a lot around um, men are expected uh, to do great things. 
Um, and when women do, it's a surprise to most. Um, so I think uh, it should be shaped around um, that women, women should be expected because they can, you know. Um, I think that uh, it shouldn't be a surprise when we do great things um, because we're just, we're, we're women, you know, like just the title. And yeah, I agree. I think that it's a cultural stigma um, just because, I mean, I think over the past few years, um, like maybe centuries, or not centuries, uh, decades, but um, women have earned more respect and I think that we are headed in the right direction, but I still think that men obviously still think that they're superior and think that women aren't just as capable as them. Yeah, your experience with flag football, and like I think that's so interesting and not many girls have the opportunity to play flag football, and I was wondering, like, how did you like it? Do you think flag football should be something that, like, they start having teams for girls or start having open-gendered teams? Do you think, like, more girls are interested and just, like, the opportunity isn't there for them? Yeah, I mean, I had an uh, incredible experience with flag football, and flag football is definitely one of the sports that there's not, like, a a female uh, version of it. So football, you really only get football, and I guess flag football was an opportunity for me to be able to actually play football with um, boys and the occasional girl every now and then, but... Yeah, um, and now I kind of wanted to move into, like, college athletics in general, and I think there's a larger theme. Um, Brianna, you touched on this earlier about how um, female athletics are on the rise, but I still think there's a lot of work, and I think you mentioned the same, um, left to be done in female athletics. Like, I think female athletes are still undervalued in a way in comparison to male athletes. I mean, I think UNC is a phenomenal example of this. Like, women's soccer, field hockey, lacrosse, like – all these teams that are constantly winning national championships and yet they don't get like the same fan support or things like that that even men's basketball got last year when they you know didn't have the best season in a while and I was wondering like what are your thoughts on like um that in general like the cultural differences yeah um women only get about four percent of uh, media coverage and I think um, it's our responsibility to step into those roles where we can um, be involved in media and broadcasting um, so that we can promote more women's sports teams because, um, I don't know, this is kind of random, but recently I've taken an interest in volleyball and I've never really had a chance to watch it or support it. Um, but as I've come into college, it's on the ACC network and on the ESPN app and I get to support um, our women's uh, volleyball team. And I think it's super cool because if more people get to see it, they're going to want to play it and then they're going to want to support it. So um, it's our duty to make sure that we're advertising and um, uh, marketing these teams in the most positive light um, and also marketing them to the same with the same resources that we use for our men's teams, because um, like all the young boys know that the sports they want to play are out there. They have access to watch them and um, kind of like craft their dreams of where they want to go. But women don't have that those same opportunities because they can't see it. I'm a big believer in seeing where you want to go and like um, kind of manifesting those dreams. So um, we just need to make them more tangible for younger athletes by making sure that we're marketing and broadcasting them at the same level as our men's sports. 
Yeah, and I think that also moves into professional sports. Again, like Brianna, you touched on this, like um, professional sport salaries are, for women are much, much different than men's to the point like it's not always even a livable salary. And I think that hinders um, some women in college. Like I know I've talked to um, people on the basketball team and girls on all different types of teams. And it's really interesting to hear their perspectives of like, yeah, like I take school very seriously because even if I go pro, like I'm not going to make a career out of it. I'm not going to make money. Um, So what are your thoughts on that? And like, again, I think you guys have all touched on how that can be improved by just supporting the game. But how is that like, how does that impact you as an athlete, especially when you guys are at this elite level and could go professional? Um, What's that like for you? Um, I try to be your own biggest advocate. Um, Anson talks a lot about like, if we want um, women's soccer to be um, a viable career path, we need to support the game. Um, So recently the NWSL had um, the NWSL Challenge Cup this summer, um, and it like to gain access to it, you needed CBS All Access, um, and it was a five dollar pass for to see over twenty games. And to me, that's really really worth it. Like, if I want to eventually play in that league and invest in it and to make sure that those players are getting all the support that they need, I need to do my part by watching the game, buying the passes, um, and just being a true supporter because on the men's side you see um, young boys buying jerseys they're getting all the subscriptions they're getting magazines they're getting all kinds of apparel to make sure that they support their teams and that's why they can generate so much money um, and ultimately the players have like such huge salaries so if we want to see the same thing we need to lead the charge and invest in our women's sports at the professional level so that um, they can receive all the support that they need. I agree with that. Um, and I actually, uh, sometimes I lack in that, uh, that area of all of that with professional because, um, you know, javelin is not the biggest known sport in the country. Um, some people think it's pole vault. <laughs> Somebody, they don't, they don't know what it is. Um, so even for me watching professionally, I lack. And um, that's where it's hard because you want uh, to be known professionally and you want to, you want to make it um, in that regards, but then you're not uh, watching and doing it yourself. So I agree with that, Brianna, that uh, we need to be our biggest advocate because I lack in that area as well. Um, the next question I had, it's a more soccer-based question, but Madison, you might have heard of it as well. Um, I wanted to talk about Angel City FC and how it was majority um, female ownership. What did that mean for you soccer girls? Oh, I, I think that's so awesome, and it's very inspiring to see that um, women are investing in other women, and I, gives it, I think it gives us a lot of um, hope of where the soccer game is going in the U.S. and the potential that it has. The coolest thing for me is I, get, I like to see successful women of all kinds supporting um, the team. So there's a number of former U.S. women's national team stars, Serena Williams is and her daughter and her husband are um, huge investors in it, um, Natalie Portman and, as well. So um, I think when we like come together as a gender and support one another and empower each other, that's when you get the most um, incredible team, um, incredible projects. And I think um, the Angel City FC is like a team I would love to play for. Um, they get the first pick in the 2022 draft, and I would love to be a part of that organization because what they're building there is something special. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I think like what you said about women across all different sorts of backgrounds, you know, like you have actors, you have tennis players, you have soccer stars, and just seeing everyone come together for the greater good of women and women in sports in general, I think is super interesting. Um, Another quick soccer question would be about the women's national team and their success. And I know um, Tori and Brianna, you've both played for your respective age groups. Um, What are your thoughts on the larger issue of pay inequality, especially within um, the women's national team, a team that's much more successful than the men's team and has brought in more revenue? I I just think we need to continue to build the sport um, of soccer in um, the world, really, because um, while the U.S. women's national team is one of the most successful women's teams um, in the world, that's not true on the men's side, like for our U.S. men's national team. Um, but since they're kind of like the pioneers in the women's game, we need to make sure that we provide opportunities to other countries too. It's not just about us because when we bring other countries along, that's how we can make the most, um, immediate development, like in, in terms of salary and pay and things like that, because it can't just be the women's national, the U S women's national team, um, fighting for equal play. It has to be, um, an endeavor for all women yeah i think that our u.s women's national team the players have done a really great job of using their platform to try and um bring attention to the unfairness that's happening in the national teams and um yeah i just think that's really good what was the like hardest thing that like made you grow you know what i mean something that um ultimately you uh, learned from and are now better from that happened or that you like you know what I mean I think um the hardest thing for me is always getting told like you can't or you're not good enough and then I think that or like a moment of failure like learning from those moments and being able to overcome that and um, better myself from that is probably one of my biggest takeaways from life, I guess. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, the other thing for me is like self-belief. Um, I think like, if you want to do amazing things in your sport or in life, you have to believe it before anybody else because if you don't believe it, who is? Um, who is going to believe it for you? And um, I think like just reminding yourselves that you are capable you are strong, you are um, devoted to whatever it may be that you're doing. So uh, I think that like mental battle um, is difficult at times, especially when your confidence wavers, depending on the circumstances that you go through. And then ultimately being able to um, overcome adversity um, because um, life presents a number of different challenges. So um, just navigating it in a way that... um, you use the people around you, your teammates, um, your coaching staff, or whoever it may be, um, as resources. That's, I think that's the most important thing because I feel like as women athletes, we um, sometimes forget that we're not alone in this in this battle. Um, a lot of the experiences that we go through um, look fam- familiar um, across different sports. So um, we should really um, make sure that we connect with others and share our experiences like we're doing today because I think this is really, really powerful for any young athlete that gets the chance to listen to this. So the last thing I wanted to get uh, you guys' input on, well, yeah, first, the first thing I have two. 
What would you guys say to the parents of younger girls or younger girls in general who are looking to play with boys or on boys' teams? What advice would you give them? Uh, I would say um, to, one, not, like, not try to persuade them, the parents, um, to do something that they don't want to do. Um, they want to play with the boys, let them play with the boys. Um, I think uh, we need to, women need to grow and, and learn and, um, and decide for ourselves. And I understand, I mean, when they're young, uh, parents have the ultimate decision, but I would definitely, uh, I would definitely say to let them like branch out and experience. And cause I feel like you'll grow more and um, rather than staying in your comfort zone uh, and listening to the stigma of everything and um, the culture that women need to stay with women's sports. So I would tell the parents like if, if they are capable and like talented enough and they definitely can see their daughter um, learning and being able to fit in and just and be just as competitive like go for it um there's not really much to lose i guess by like uh what madison said getting out of your comfort zone and learning from them uh, i think is such a huge advantage at such a young age yeah the other thing i would add is like like madison said like getting out of your comfort zone is the best way to grow and i think um, sports is a great way to learn about how you navigate life itself because it has so many valuable um, lessons that apply to any space that you go into. So specifically in um, a work environment, um, being able to work with men and assert yourself, I think that's where you learn at the young age. So I would definitely tell parents to um, allow their, their daughters to blossom into the strong, confident young woman that they're going to be because um, when they get comfortable asserting themselves around in male-dominated environments, then they have the self-belief that they can one day become a CEO of a company and um, be confident in their role there. And um, you're, not, you're not investing in um, sports just for your child's success. You're investing in sports um, so that your child can learn these valuable life lessons that will um, serve them for years to come. So if playing with the boys is what they think is the best decision, by all means, go for it. Yeah, no, that was awesome advice. Thank you, gals. Um, so thank you to our three guests today, Brianna, Madison, and Tori, for coming and taking the time to be on Benched. And thank you everyone so much for tuning into this episode of Benched. This is your host, Jules Makia. Want to share your story? Whether you prefer to share on a podcast, in a video, on a panel, or in a written blog, we cannot wait to hear from you. Just go to U-N-C-U-T chapelhill.com that is uncutchapelhill.com click get involved and then share your story amplifying your voice has never been so easy